Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 43 of the NNT pod, I had a chance to sit down and speak with Claude Mueller and Dr. Gil Machado of Axe Labs, a developer community in the Neo ecosystem responsible for building and maintaining the Neo3j Java SDK. In this episode, Claude, Gill, and I talked about the background of Neo3j and the Java developer experience, the various products in the Axe Labs suite, integrating the work of other Neo developer communities into their products, what blockchain mass adoption might look like, plus much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. Gil Machado and Cloud Muller, senior software engineers at Axe Labs, the team responsible for working on and maintaining the Neo3j um, product suite. So how are you guys doing today? Good, great, fine. Yeah, like uh, not very nice weather here in Zurich, but uh, we're doing great, yeah. Yeah, we just got a little bit of snow here the other day in Denver, so it's starting to get a little chilly. Um, I do want to let the listeners, I do want to let the listeners know that this is the first time we're having two guests on the pod. So this is a special episode. So I want to thank you guys so much for uh, joining us today and and making time, especially with the time difference. So jumping right into this, Gil, you're a returning guest, but to refresh the minds of our listeners, how long have you been working on projects and products in the Neo ecosystem and what is your primary project? Okay, so I, I, I started like developing um, in the new ecosystem in and mid and 2018, uh, like when I just we just I just uh, start uh, the Neo 3J project, um, and uh, then on 2019, I think in the beginning, early on, um, I, we got introduced as an officially uh, community X Labs with the Neo 3J uh, project. Uh, yeah, currently, um, mainly we have the, the Neo3j. We started like as an SDK uh, back then, uh, but then it's it's moving towards on a set of uh, suit of uh, tools and products, let's say, um, um, like a compiler or uh, other tools for the Java ecosystem, and um, probably like more than only uh, the Java. It's uh, we expanding this. Uh, development experience uh, tooling for the new, yeah. Awesome. We'll jump into the compiler here in a minute. Uh, I did just want to highlight for our listeners again, what languages is Neo3j uh, built for? So, like primarily, it's um, we, we just started in Java back then, but then we, 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 we just uh, realized that the, the need of Kotlin, for example, that gained momentum, um, in in the, in the in the software industry, uh, not only because the Oracle Google battle, but um, because also the support of Android, the, the explicit support of Android, um, and uh, so we just thought, okay, let's go to this direction. So Neo3j now it's uh, also officially supported, uh, um, like uh, with uh, for Kotlin. Um, also, we you can use in Scala. 
We haven't like uh, released the, the the official support for Scala, but you can you can use it. And I believe we never tried, but I believe also in Groovy or any kind of JVM uh, Java virtual machine based language. Yeah. Awesome. And before we delve a little bit further into the products that Neo 3J has been working on, I think this is the first time that at least on the I know for sure on the podcast, but maybe beyond some Neo News Today writing that we're introducing Claude to the ecosystem, but you're not a stranger to the ecosystem. You've been working with Gil on Neo 3J for for multiple years at this point. Um, if people look in the GitHub, they'll they'll see your handle. So, Claude, um, can you tell us uh, a little bit about what your background is and what the work you you do with with Axe Labs and on Neo 3J looks like? Sure. So my background is um, first first I was just doing business software. I was I was a software engineer for for uh, since I left my studies and what I was studying as well. And um, I joined Gil almost two years ago now. Yes. So uh, it was beginning of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Gil realized that there that we need more people to to uh, to help with the Neo3j project, and um, and I got interested in in distributed systems um, through I guess I mean through the blockchain hype, uh, especially in the time of the ICO <laughs> hype. Sure. I really got into that. We started doing a project in that time for ICOs, and uh, that's where we got to know each other. Absolutely. And. Um, and then, and then, yeah, of course, like we knew each other already, and so it was was clear that I, I, I was, I was looking for something else already. Wanted to get out of business software. I was a bit boring there, and then I came to Neo. And um, yeah, in the Neo 3J project, uh, I started working with the SDK first. That was the only thing we had at the beginning. Um, the the SDK now is um, only my side work. So I, after after the first year or so, I moved on then to the compiler. The SDK is pretty solid now. So I could move on to the compiler, which is now I'm the main guy for the compiler now. And um, there's a third guy. Um, I don't know if, that's, if he will come up in a discussion, but yeah. there's Michi Buchel as well. Um, he's helping us with uh, maintaining the SDK at the moment. Uh, so I can focus more on the compiler. Very cool. I want to delve into the compiler in a moment because it's kind of a big deal um, that you guys built this from scratch. But I also wanted to acknowledge um, a recent shift that uh, Neo News Today listeners and readers and just anybody who pays attention to Neo's monthly reports, um, Neo 3J was touted as Neo 3J in the monthly reports. And now the monthly reports state that it's Axe Labs that's in charge of maintaining um, this, the SDK and the other products in the suite. So, Gil, could you just briefly touch upon what the relationship is between Axe Labs and Neo3j? So, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, this, this was a long discussion, actually. So, I, I, I think I mentioned in the other podcast, Elon, that um, I mean, we got, we, we, we got by the Neo ecosystem, uh, not by chance, but I mean, we, we just did something cool like the Neo 3J project we published 
And then, like suddenly, we got absorbed by by the new ecosystem, uh, you know, to, to be a community, etc. And uh, in that time, like now, 3 J was was our our project, our baby. Uh, so that that's why we got introduced uh, by Neo 3 J. Uh, but like as the time passes by and we, we acquire knowledge on on on, on Neo, NuVM, and other projects, and we see opportunities on, on helping uh, the new blockchain, we realize that maybe we go to to to, to expand to other products or to other tools or or uh, having this this education kind of um, um, like point. Uh, that we're not only doing the L3J, but we are touching other parts of the whole um, of the ecosystem. So that, that's that's when um, we we thought, okay, we need a kind of umbrella, um, umbrella community or umbrella that will kind of host uh, our our tools, our projects, and um, and that's X Labs basically. So X Labs, we're uh, we're a team of three guys, um, and uh, we're passionate about. Uh, like development experience mainly, not only um, open source projects, and um, yeah, that's that's how this this was transitioned. I would say uh, to that now X Labs is the is is is, is this umbrella of projects, uh, including and maintaining mainly now uh, Neo 3 d project. Awesome. Before we kind of delve into some specifics with Claude, Gil, could you just share a brief overview of what the the major highlights and milestones were with the Neo 3J version 3.3 release and maybe some of just basically some of the new additions? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> just a very, I remember a talk uh, with Longfei. I think we, we you were being there as well, right, uh, Claude? Um, so Longfei from NGD. Uh, Steven was also in the, in the call. Uh, they just uh, came to us and said, Gil, uh, Gil, Claude, you, you're doing a great work with uh, on, on, on going to the Neo3j uh, compiler and uh, releasing uh, tools for Neo3, but we need a major milestone for around October because that's when um, the testnet will become more major. We need like a more and more traction. And yeah, and then said, well, this is kind of, Kind of challenging, but um, okay. So, what, what do you like to, to to see? What do you think that people would like to see? And then they said, um, we want to develop a token, a Net Five token or a Net Eleven um, uh, non fungible token uh, standard uh, with Neo 3 j Do you think that is possible? And and we we just looked at each other, like me and Claude, and said, yeah, kind of challenging, but uh, we're gonna make it work. So yeah, that's that's the the the, the story to tell you. The one of the the milestones is um, with the Neo 3J release, the 3.30. Um, you can you can write a a, a contract, a Net5 token, uh, targeting Neo3. Um, you have like uh, uh, yeah, all the the features of storage, etc. Um, already uh, inside. So um, now you can properly write a smart contract with all these features. Uh, targeting you three. That's basically the summary. Yeah, it it looks really cool. Edge kind of gave me like a 20-minute walkthrough the other day and just kind of showed me some of the great work that you guys have done. Um, so, Claude, it seems from what I've been able to gather that you were mostly responsible f- for a lot of the development of the compiler and the dev pack. So, 
not every listener for Neo News today is a software engineer or a developer. So could you just like very basically like explain like I'm five, um, what a compiler is and kind of why developing it was a, was a big deal. All right. Um, yeah, that's always good. This the same question that I get on parties and, and I've, I've, I gotta admit, I've never really went through the, the work to actually, to actually have a, have a story to tell, which everybody gets. But uh, yeah, so I get another chance here to try this. Um, so first of all, well, maybe that's already technical, but I wouldn't, so in the end, it's not a, a whole compiler, right? So what we do is we take um, what we have from the Java language mm -hmm. that is being compiled by what, whatever Java is already offering us tools. And uh, then we take the compiled code and we convert it to Neo so that we can run it on the Neo blockchain. That's, that's what, uh, what all the, the compilers do inside of the Neo ecosystem. And, and ours is not ours uh, different. And um, so, yeah, what, what the converter or compiler does, it's basically maybe I can, if you do it very abstract, you have two countries. They have different cultures and different languages. And one country has a, has a law uh, for, for some, about some goods. And maybe you want to trade these goods between these countries. And, um, and you have to then adapt these laws and bring it into the other country, and convert them or translate them into that culture. So that they work there as well, and they can both then start trading. That, that's that's for the five years old <laughs> version. So that's that's removing all all technicalities, even removing computers. Well, I understood it, so you did a really good job. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so Edge kind of pointed out the importance of this. Basically, the compiler makes it a lot easier for a, a Java developer to kind of jump in and be able to build a smart contract for a, a, a token, or um, there's a lot of other examples that you put in there. Um, so what was, where did you draw your inspiration for the, the examples and the templates that you put into the compiler? Were there people within the community that were reaching out and asking for these templates, or was it just through the work that you did building the compiler from scratch, you recognized potential need for all these examples? So there, there's like both things that you said there. So when you when you implement the compiler, you realize um, all the different cases you have to cover, right? And then and then you already start playing with contracts um, to see if, if the compiler is actually working, and you write tests and also uh, all these things. And so some of the examples come out of the work on the compiler itself. And then of course you see what the what the community or what. what what products are out there already on other blockchains, for example, or on other um, inside of Neo compiled with other compilers, and you can you can see what 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 examples what we have to be able to compile, and so we took it from from different sources, we collected uh, these examples. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool to watch Edge walk through the playground. Um, I can tell that. There's nuances in the language, but there was a lot of similarities that I saw from from Neo One as well. So it was really cool to kind of see um, for TypeScript and then for Java these these different applications that make it much easier for the developer to be able to just jump into the ecosystem and start building something from scratch. Yeah, now, exactly. Yeah. So my question to you then is: You were building this compiler from the bottom up. 
So what does a Java, what did a, a Java compiler for Neo3 teach you about the upcoming Neo3 protocol? That's a good question. Yeah, a very good question. So our, we didn't do the compiler for Neo2. So we started uh, implementing the compiler immediately for Neo3. So the, the differences between Neo2 and Neo3 are from, from the compiler standpoint are not, not obvious to me. So I can't, really, I can't really give you much of an answer for, for that question because I don't, I don't really know what, what in the v, on the VM side, I know the VM from Neo3 now, but not from Neo2. So uh, I can't, yeah, I don't know much about improvements from Neo2 to Neo3 on the, on the virtual machine. Um, if, if there's something that kind of stood out from the work that you've done to prepare us for Neo3, what's one thing that was kind of really interesting as you were building the compiler up that just kind of like jumped out at you? Well, basically, because you're always focused on developer experiences, uh, then what what was most important, I think, is that we that we have these tools uh, that have been built by by Harry and uh, and Neo Neo Foundation um, that allow you to to develop in in Virtual Studio Code, and so it was very important that we that we can uh, integrate our compiler and our development pack into into that already existing toolkit. And uh, and so yeah, um, which for example now next release will add the debugging information, so you can debug through the Java uh, smart contracts, and this is something obviously very tightly coupled with uh, what what Harry is providing. Yeah, this this is a, this is a very good add-on actually. Um, just just to add here, uh, it's it's. Um, because sometimes people ask us, uh, still they ask us, like, uh, why Java? Why, like, why, why you're doing this? Um, why choose this language? And uh, in the blockchain, like, the Java language is not very, how can I say, very sexy. But um, uh, we, we just, I mean, we just believe that um, uh, this Java ecosystem, you have, like, a lot of users still. And, uh, but um, our point is, we have to integrate more and more to what the others are developing in the new ecosystem. So the debugger is a good example. The new express is a good example. Um, we're going to talk in a moment maybe about the, the new playground. Um, so this is this is something that is, is pretty valuable uh, in my opinion. But um, yeah. This, that's, that's actually a perfect transition because um, one of the questions Edge had when he was walking me through the playground was he asked, was this built using the Neo Blockchain Toolkit? Um, so the, uh, you, you mean like the new playground or, 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 okay, so the new playground, it's, well, the new playground is a whole different story, right, uh, Dylan? It's, um, it's, it's not even, <laughs> we just did, um, as, as anything that we started in the new, uh, in the new uh, blockchain ecosystem, um, we just spent some, 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 not free time, but some fun time doing something, exposing to other people, get the feedback, and then we see if people like it or not. So like today you're, you're giving me surprisingly like very good feedback. Oh, I've checked this in the new ground and I played with Meow3j in the new playground. And it's, oh, that's nice. That's great. So it seems that uh, people are using it and uh, it's important. But uh, to, 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 ask, uh, to transfer directly your question, um, no, at the moment we didn't uh, integrate yet the, the new blockchain toolkit. 
but we we have plans for the near future um, to 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 integrate with the new playground. But I don't know. I don't know if the listeners the listeners uh, the, the audience like know what is a new playground. But um, I mean, we're talking about new playground already. So well, can can we then? It I I gathered that the neo play the neo playground was something that you were working on, Claude. So could you tell us a little bit about what the neo playground is and kind of what the goal is? So first, I have to rectify that that most work went from came from Gil into Neo Playground. So we have to separate the compiler here from from the Neo Playground, okay. right? Of course, inside of what what we can see and what we, internally we have seen about the Neo Playground, it already incorporated the compiler and the dev pack from for Java tools. Um, but yeah, Neo Playground is a total new story, and this is. Um, I will give the word to, to Gil soon, but no, 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 no. You, you, have, you, have, you have to tell. I'm not curious, you know. <laughs> like, I could see, like, you, you were already, um, you, you liked it apparently. So this is Neo Playground is what what we in the future want to show to to newcomers and to the developers as the first thing, right? The compiler and the dev pack and stuff that's kind of in in the background. Mm. It also has to work, of course, but what you see first is in the end should be the Neo Playground and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 basically an easy access to the newcomers. So imagine imagine uh, imagine you, Dylan. Like um, you you want to start getting started with uh, the Neo 4 j the compiler that uh, Claude is mainly responsible developing for developing. Uh, so how you get access? You have two options. Either you install the tooling of the Neo. 3J, uh, set up like a Java project, um, import the, the compiler, um, use the dev pack also from Neo 3J. And then you install this tooling locally. Ah, besides that, you have to install also a, a, new, a, a new node, a new three node. So you have this option, which is the, the, the natural op option uh, for a developer to, to get started. But what if? You have an option, uh, a better, a better way to get access to this tooling, um, and uh, so that's exactly what it built, uh, the new playground. So it's a, it's a browser-based IDE. You just go there, say I want to choose this template, these examples. I'm going to create a playground. Then a container gets inst instantiated uh, in the cloud. And then you start playing. You have all the tools already installed. Your VS Code, Visual, Visual Studio Code installed. You have the Neo, uh, Neo 3J compiler inside already. Java, the, the the correct version. So it's pretty pretty easy for you know um, tutorials, workshops, try things out. Maybe 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 in future something that we 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 had the other day. Sometimes you have to show people that the VM has maybe a, a glitch or, or a small issue on, on, a, on, a, on a smart contract. How, 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 how usually do it in the new system? You just have, you know, in the issue there, in the GitHub issue, like the description, oh, I tried to develop this smart contract, it's not working in my machine. And uh, then, then, okay, you open the issue, then what, what, is the, what is the next question? The next question is, can you tell us? Um, can you tell us what is the version that you use? What is the new node version? What is the compiler version? So imagine that you can go if when you open an issue, you just go to a new playground, uh, do your smart contract, uh, reproduce an issue or a problem or a, a situation, 
uh, um, a scenario, and then you copy this new playground URL, paste it in the issue, and then people can easily click and reproduce what you exactly see in your machine. So this is pretty, pretty powerful in our opinion. So that's, uh, that's the whole idea of the new playground. Yeah, it was really cool to, I'm not the most technical oriented individual, but just to, to have Edge run through it and just kind of like point out what was going on. Um, it seemed kind of intuitive for me and I'm not much of a coder at all. So I thought that the playground was is a really cool thing that you guys have produced. Um, and I kind of want to shift the conversation as we start to wrap up from a lot of this, the, the small scale of the great work that you guys have done. And I just want to pick your brain about Android market penetration. Currently, the general population of the world, most of applications that people use are on the mobile phone. So if blockchain is ever going to go, quote unquote, mainstream, do you guys agree that it's potentially mobile apps that are the path to mainstream adoption? And if so, or if not, why or why not? So I, I agree. I think that, um, that mobile apps um, will, be, will be very important in, in, the, in the broad adoption of blockchain technologies. And um, I see it in myself, like uh, two years ago, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a developer, but I try to stay away from a lot of technology uh, in my personal life, but now I'm not anymore. So now I use my smartphone quite a lot of each day, and uh, I think other people are much worse than me. So, <laughs> so, so definitely um, everything, everything that you can like. My, I'm gonna change my bank account soon to a mobile-only bank, for example, right? And if it's about financial services, um, there's already a lot going on only on mobile. I kind of, I kind of fear this change from like I can't even use my browser for for my bank anymore. I can only use my smartphone, but I mean I will go with that and it will be fine. And, and and the same thing for for blockchain applications. I think um, it, it, there will be a lot of applications only for mobile, and um, and and that will help uh, obviously uh, spread blockchain technology. Do, do you think you close that? Um, maybe a question just in, just for a discussion. Do you think that maybe do you think that the like the private keys or like the, the power of making the transaction will be directly in your phone or this will be external from your phone and your phone will be just like a, a kind of a way to get there i, I don't know i'm just just brainstorming yeah. it you know yeah so i hope not i hope not that the private key material will be on your phone okay. um of course if you have like i have two phones two broken ones but one of them i use regularly and the other one i could use as a, as a cold storage for for private keys so then I would be fine with with having my keys on the on the phone, but that's that phone will not be connected to the internet at any time. But then usually I think um, banks will new old banks and new banks they will shift to to custody, but not not uh, of, of assets, but of private keys. And so you will not have your keys on your phone, but your bank will keep your keys safe for you, and you will have to interface with them. Yeah. Or or another possibility, and that's exactly that's what I what I what I like a lot is new ways um, that all these hardware wallets interface with your phone or with your devices. Um, I, I think this is pretty pretty interesting because I think we're we're just discussing the other day, Claude. Um, there's different ways of transmitting data, you know, to other devices. Like you have Bluetooth, you have uh, like wireless, you have uh, NFC, um, but you have like sound as well. Um, and um, you, you know, this is in, in 
I already talked to some people, like colleagues, and they said, oh, I have a Ledger a Nano X, I think it's, it's called Ledger Nano X, where you have the Bluetooth um, functionality uh, that you can just tap to my phone, and then I can interact with a wallet or a DAP, you know, on the phone. But Gil, you know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable yet, you know, to have these Bluetooth connections. And uh, ask why? Yeah, because um, I don't know how they transmit. I don't know if it's encrypted. I, I, I don't feel safe. And so I think that for the broad adoption of uh, of, of uh, mobile apps, um, it also for in for the blockchain space, I think it 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 will like this 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 way of communicating with your hardware wallet. It should be easier, better, uh, safer. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and that's an interesting use case that you brought up, Claude, that, you know, we're moving away from banking and brick and mortar and even further away from banking on our laptops. And now it's becoming mobile. And you also brought up an interesting sort of OPSEC sort of security, like, do I have to use one phone that's able to connect to the internet to store my private keys versus another? And and that kind of ties into the other uses of communicating with different types of infrastructure that you were just talking about, Gil. So it still sounds like that, it sounds like mobile apps are kind of the way of the future, but we still have a lot of questions that need to be resolved before we get there. Um, and kind of like wrapping up, um, you guys have released the updated SDK. You guys have released the playground. There's so much work that has gone in behind what it is that we, the the users, actually see. So, so given all the work that's been done, um, how do you guys plan to? And and by you guys, I mean Axlabs. How does Axlabs plan to market Neo 3J and its suite of products? Are there workshops coming up? Are you planning on hosting competitions? Are there going to be any new interactive events on the horizon designed to attract new developers? Um, maybe Claude can give like um, a word in, in the compiler, but uh, let let me let me let me bring something first. Um, so uh, yeah, this this kind of a breaking news. You're in your podcast, uh, Dylan. You're 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 giving some breaking news because like the new playground was was not really released, but we're we're reaching there. Um, actually, it's it's pretty good that you, you you're uh, mentioning the new playground. I think it's. Uh, it's um, we want to expose more people um, and then more people try. But um, so the new playground, it, it's, 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 it's a kind of an MVP at the moment. So it's, it's something uh, kind of separate than what we're doing in the Neo3j uh, project with the SDK and compiler. And uh, one of our goals is that if, once the new playground reaches a maturity level, uh, we we we, sh we, fo we should focus on 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 being the the platform for tutorials for workshops for hackathons. This is like um, I, I've heard that maybe there will be a hackathon coming up like in the beginning of next year. Um, so I, I I I my wish I told uh, like uh, Claude we have to make it the possible and impossible to to release uh, something more major. Um, until like the end of the year or uh, first month of 2021 that people can try the new playground. But um, yeah, um, I think, yeah, just just telling about the, the Neo3j project, 
I think that the SDK, it's an ongoing kind of work that we get feedback from, from users and uh, adapt uh, accordingly. What about the compiler code? What's your view? Well, the compiler is just as, as with, the, with the SDK, I think we have to be more active with marketing. I mean, it's good that you bring this up. Not, not that, we, that I can give you a lot of uh, um, future events now, but that, that gives some pressure or like it reminds me that I, well, first of all, I should probably take a marketing course because otherwise <laughs> we're not getting anywhere with what I'm doing in marketing. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking to, to get into mostly local um, doing presentations and doing workshops at universities in, in Switzerland. That we have that we have done that previously, and we're still um, we're still going into that direction. Um, currently, we're always looking for for partners where we can we can uh, fill their curriculum with with a bit of Neo and Neo 3 j I think uh, that about wraps up our time today. Uh, it was awesome to be able to bring both Claude and Gil onto the podcast. You guys have been behind the scenes doing great work for for going on two years and, 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 you know, it doesn't look like there's, we're stopping anytime soon. So I'm just super excited to have been able to bring you guys on to the Neo News Today podcast, um, to kind of give a platform for the awesome work that has been done with the compiler, the SDK, uh, version 3.3, and to kind of spill the beans on the playground. Um, I'm, you know, maybe it wasn't, you didn't want to get it out there, you know, today, but I think, um, no, 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 let's, 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 let's put it out. Of course. That's, that's, uh, I mean, let's move fast and let's, uh, accomplish things. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection is the enemy of done. Exactly. So I just wanted to thank you guys so much for, for taking the time coming onto the podcast, being our first two person interview. Um, it was really great, uh, awesome discussion that we got to have both kind of on the product suite and we got to get a little higher level. So um, I'm hoping our Neo News Today podcast listeners enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. So thank you guys so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was awesome to be able to introduce the community to Claude, who's been working on Neo3j for going on two years now. It was also great to be able to quote-unquote announce the Neo Playground and learn a little more from Gil about how it seeks to integrate the work of other Neo developer communities in the ecosystem. Lastly, it was interesting to hear from Claude and Gil on their perspective on what blockchain mass adoption might look like and how we get there. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.